Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host, for Nick's Nerd. Hello and welcome to Nick's Nerd News. I'm your host, Nick, if that wasn't already obvious. Want to welcome any new listeners, as well as all of you who have been listening for, what, almost uh, uh, just over six months now. Thank you, and, and it, it, I'm glad you've followed me on this journey. And uh, some big news. Before I, before I get into anything, the website for Nick's Nerd News is now live. It's nicksnerdnews.com. Simple as that. And uh, I'm going to be publishing written stuff on there from time to time. You'll find links to all my social medias there, as well as uh, the podcast. So if you weren't already um, following it or, or subscribed or anything like that, you can find the links. All are, all are there, essentially. And that way, we just have a, a home, essentially, for, for everything to work from. So go check it out, nicksnerdnews.com. And before we... Uh, not before we're we're just gonna get right into it, huh? What now we're into the third week of of January here. Big big things we're gonna talk about today, though. Definitely, uh, uh, EA's canceled their Star Wars game ag again. Uh, True Detectives episode one, and some things about the DC EU that I I don't think are are great, and then just some other things. But first is first, as always, video games, huh? How about that Mortal Kombat 11 reveal this past week? That was pretty awesome, wasn't it? We got to see actual gameplay. They revealed about, what, 10 or 15 characters, including a new playable fighter called uh, Geras. Geras. Um, he can control time, which kind of plays into the, the plot of the story. Some some things... Uh, this is a direct sequel to Mortal Kombat 10. So it's it's following the the reboot storyline essentially that started in nine. Looks like maybe Raiden might be a little evil this time around, and uh, time time travel is is at play here with different versions of the characters, like younger and and older. Uh, looks like as of right now, there's about twenty five characters on the main roster based off the spots that were shown off. And Sonya Blade is back, and it is confirmed that Ronda Rousey will be voicing the character, the, the UFC and WWE fighter Ronda Rousey. So that's interesting. I know that was rumored a while back. And it will have um, similar customization to Injustice 2. Not not as in-depth, not, not like the extreme minutia, but it looks like a few of each character, different color schemes and things like that. And uh, obviously multiple variations of the few things you can change. Like they showed off Scorpion and you can change his mask, his katanas, and his, you know, get over here blade. That uh, that looks really cool. So still customi customizable, not as crazy as Injustice, which got out of hand at some points, but pretty awesome option that we've never really had in a Mortal Kombat game. So uh, that game's out soon. So I'm sure more news will trickle out as we get closer to April. The crazy thing, though, is they announced a $300 collector's edition, which is 1-1 scale, that comes with Scorpion's mask. A wearable Scorpion mask, which is pretty fucking awesome if you have the $300 to shill out for it. But all stuff like that is, all, all that's available online to go check out. 
I'm sure wherever website you prefer, Kotaku, io9, IGN, Polygon, all those websites have all that. So I'm, I'm sure it's just a click away if you want to check it out. Other than that, looks like Rocket League is going to be the next game that's getting full crossplay after Fortnite got it last year. And if, if you weren't already aware, a couple years ago when Rocket League first came out on Xbox One, I, I guess there had been some craziness going on that there was actually crossplay all the way back then with PS4 and Xbox One that Psyonix, shout out San Diego Studio, had essentially said flipped a switch and allowed for crossplay and said it was that easy. And that's kind of when everything just started to reach a point because it's like, if it was that easy, how come Sony or them are not allowing this to happen, essentially? So, I mean, it, it's interesting to kind of see this in action. It, it, it's it's finally happening on, on more and more games. I'm sure we'll get more and more games as the year goes on or as time goes on, but it's it's interesting to see that this is what's essentially out there, and now uh, uh, Rocket League has it, which is a really fun game. It's uh, soccer with cars, essentially, and they had like a basketball mode, a hockey mode. It's really fun. A lot of tie-in, a lot of tie-in licensed stuff is in there. Just Dance is getting a movie. Of all games that I, I've never even played a Just Dance, but I don't think there's a story in any of those, but it's been optioned by Sony as a movie, which is just, I, I don't understand. Is it going to just be like um, Step Up, the the uh, version of Step Up, I, I guess? I, I don't know. Uh, what is this? The space game that was teased in Watch Dogs 2 has been canceled by Ubisoft. If you didn't know this, so Ubisoft exists in the Watch Dogs universe, and I'll be a little bit more in the future. And in the game, in Watch Dogs 2, you could actually, you play a hacker, if you didn't know what Watch Dogs was, and it takes place in San Francisco. You play a hacker, and you actually have to, ha you can, uh, there's a mission at the Ubisoft offices, and you can hack into their system and mainframe, and there's actually a, a teaser for a game that they had been developing that was based in space with like a release date and things like that. And it turns out that game has now been ultimately canceled, which was really sad because it looked interesting. I mean, we didn't really have anything other than like a, a teaser trailer, essentially. But it, it's interesting that a game did marketing like that. But it's sad that it got canceled now. So we'll never know now. Also on top of that is Fortnite made two fucking billion dollars in revenue last year more than any game in history this is a free-to-play game people why the hell are you dumping 2.4 billion dollars into this like i i i it, it's unreal to me apparently people were buying their like founders pack 34 percent of people are buying this founders pack to give you access to the skins and the dances and all the other bullshit and and oh look at this now Epic and Fortnite are getting sued because they ripped off people's dances without asking for them. Yeah, serves them fucking right. I hope some of that billion dollars goes to uh, the Carlton guy for the Carlton dance and the, the floss kid can go to college with that money. Fucking assholes over there, if you ask me. And speaking of, of games making money, Frontier announced that Jurassic World has sold 2 million copies since last July. On top of some of their other franchises hitting that big mark, but this was their fastest and best-selling game so far. Kudos to them. Jurassic World 2 is an awesome game. 
I have had a ton of fun with it. They've been constantly updating and, and adding new things. They added a new uh, DLC campaign based around Dr. Wu and like hybrid dinosaurs. They recently added three new Cretaceous dinosaurs that weren't in the game at launch. It's been awesome that they've been adding a lot of stuff, and I, I can't wait to see what else they add in the coming coming years. Or if they come out with a second one, things like that. Be be awesome. It'd, it'd be really awesome. NVIDIA announced that the, their 10 series GPUs are done, no longer in production, pretty much sold out. That means, um, if, if you don't know this, uh, so NVIDIA announced their new 20 series GPUs last year, you know, the RTXs, the 2070, the 2080, and most recently at CES, they announced their 2060 entry level, meaning the 1060s, the 1070s, 1080s are, are all done now. And, and most of that is due to the like the ridiculous ups and downs of cryptocurrency in the last two years. A lot of people were just buying up GPUs because that's what they use to essentially mine for Bitcoin. And Bitcoin had that huge rise in, in 2017 and then uh, somewhat of a crash a few months later. And, and that kind of led to a sparsity of GPUs. They were hard to find. They were marked up unbelievably and they were sold out essentially. It was hard for people to get them. And Nvidia said that part of that pretty much depleted their stock and they stopped making them because now that the RTXs in the 20 series are out. So if you're looking for a graphics card, you can probably get a new 20 series for a whole lot cheaper than, than a 10 series. And before we jump into the EA canceled game, here's something that's really weird. Take-Two Interactive, uh, the owner of Rockstar Games, is being sued by the Pinkerton Detective Agency. Uh, well, I, I mean, they're not really called the Pinkerton Detective Agency anymore, but and, and this is over Red Dead Redemption 2, obviously. And this, this is what it is. So, I, I guess they're a security company now, and it's over the use of Andrew Milton and Edgar Ross, who are the two main agents in the game. So now they're called Pinkerton Consulting and Investigations, sent take to a cease and desist letter, this is per IGN, in December. This is directly uh, from, from their lawsuit. Pinkerton appreciated Rockstar's clear affection for Pinkerton, but felt developer was creating a false impression that the game was made by or connected with Pinkerton, which it is not, and is demanding Take-Two pay either a lump sum or ongoing royalties. And then in response to this, Take-Two is suing Pinkerton back, in return, and claiming that the characters are within the protection of the First Amendment and are requesting the characters be declared fair use, arguing they're part of Red Dead Redemption 2's detailed historical setting. Take-Two further explains that the Pinkerton National Detective Agency appears in other Western fiction and that the agency played a major role in the, in the real 19th and early 20th century American history. And then as The Verge states, Pinkerton agents appear in such other media as Deadwood, the Long Riders, and Bioshock Infinite, where main character Booker DeWitt was a former Pinkerton agent. The complaint accuses Pinkerton of trying to capitalize on the success of Red Dead Redemption 2, and it's already sold over 17 million copies. This is hardly the first legal battle Take-Two has partaken in. It has also found itself in hot water when Lindsay Lohan filed a 67-page complaint that accused Grand Theft Auto V of using her likeness, and ultimately that, that fell apart. But here, here's the thing. If you guys know anything about history... It's true. The Pinkerton Detective Agency played a huge part in American history. They were pretty much a militia and um, like a, a, a mercenary force in the U.S. Uh, mercenary is a harsh word, but they were 
a lot of times employed by the U.S. government to act as police forces in places that might not have been a state yet, had become a state yet, or other things like this, to enforce the law, essentially. The ridiculous part about this is the Pinkertons, yes, they play a major part in the Red Dead Redemption 2 storyline, but in no way, in no way, would any logical or sane person come out with the idea that the Pinkertons made or were involved in any way, shape, or form with the development of Red Dead Redemption 2. That That's just an insane, insane, uh, like, I, I, I don't know. It, it, if you, that, that's jumping to an extreme conclusion, is what I'll say. And Take-Two has every right to sue them back. First off, if, if these characters were real, which they are not, then, then I could understand some basis for this lawsuit. But, but, but it's ridiculous. They're, they're clearly just trying to profit off the game because, God forbid, the Pinkertons are shown in a pretty realistic light. They were strike breakers. Like I said, they were hired guns for the government, for wealthy, wealthy business magnates. It, uh, magnates. It, 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 it is ridiculous that they thought they could get away and, and, and sue take two over this it, it, it's unreal i mean the game presents itself as a, a realistic interpretation and, and that's how it comes across so if anything this suit is probably going to get thrown out laughed at a court because it, it's ridiculous it's just ridiculous anyway the the big news right now the big news right now is ea has canceled yet another star wars game and and it's unfortunate for us the fans this game had started work after they had canceled Amy Hennig's game and closed Visceral, uh, which was an RPG that they felt could not be monetized in the right way, which is ridiculous as well. At least those were the rumors. That was never the official official reasoning. And apparently this was an open world game that they had borrowed assets from the previous game to build off of. It was rumored that characters from the canceled game would be in this one. And, well, now that's canceled as well. This is really sad and unfortunate because while in the 90s and early 2000s we had a, a plethora of Star Wars games, some good, some terrible, some atrocious, really, and a after Lucasfilm closed, they kind of ground to a halt because when new studios take over, obviously game development takes time. An average game takes anywhere from three to five years to make, depending on studio size, uh, studio size, excuse me, budget, money, the whole number of factors that go into it, really. The unfortunate thing is, is that we've only gotten two games from EA once they signed the exclusive deal with Lu with Lucasfilm. I think I said Lucasfilm before, I meant after LucasArts closed. They signed a 10-year deal, Lucasfilm signed a 10-year deal with EA to, pr to have the exclusive rights to Star Wars. We've gotten one mobile game and two Battlefronts, both of which have been subject to intense scrutiny. The first game didn't have a campaign and was a little clunky at the beginning. The second one, as we all know, faced extreme backlash with its whole pay-to-win loot box fiasco in uh, early, late November of, of 2017, you know, before The Last Jedi came out. Uh, uh, so much that EA changed everything before the game came out. Look, this is a little ridiculous. I, I, I'm pretty sure Lucasfilm is is kind of wondering what happened and why did 
they agree to this exclusivity when they've only gotten two games in. They've had the, the this contract's now we're six years into a ten year deal, and while maybe these games didn't live up to EA standards, no word on if they lived up to Lucasfilm standards because it doesn't seem like Lucasfilm is the ones who canceled this, but EA. At some point, you have to wonder: Is this tarnishing the brand, as in Star Wars video games? Is this a bad look for EA? Is this a bad look for Lucasfilm? Like, maybe they shouldn't have given EA exclusive rights. Maybe they should have allowed multiple studios or interpretations to be made. Is EA kind of going like... Well, EA's already been the most hated company in America for a long time. A long time. This is not new for them. But at the same time, I understand that they need to meet investor goals make sure they meet shareholders' needs and things like this. But it, it's a little ridiculous that we we find ourselves in this situation. And the news from Fortnite does not help this at all. A free-to-play game racking in $2 billion in revenue alone for all the bullshit you can buy in a game. And now this sets up a, a ridiculously one-sided thing for the future of games like now everyone's gonna be like how do we monetize this game how do we monetize this game how do we monetize this game and and that's not what the game should be about if you want to monetize a game make sure it has a great story uh uh, replayability and and you know that it's gonna uh, have units sold out the door look at god of war look at spider-man the ultimate goal of those games was not monetization okay it was not multiplayer monetization. It was to provide a great storytelling experience inside of those franchises and worlds, right? Hell, look at Microsoft with Halo 5. Pretty much all the DLC was free. Yes, they had yes, they had microtransactions in the form of uh, the, almost like a loot box experience, but it wasn't pay to win, and most of that money went into the Halo Championship series to be won. So it wasn't they weren't necessarily profiting off of that. But when you look at things from EA's perspective, they have Madden, they have FIFA. Both of those games make an outrageous amount of money from FIFA Ultimate Team and Madden Ultimate Team, where people are buying card packs for players to create teams and play online. I, I have friends that have dumped hundreds of dollars into this, on top of already paying the $60 for the game. And those games sell outrageous amounts of units and are on the top 10 lists for months. So EA is just reaping in benefits. That It's all almost pure profit on Ultimate Decks and packs and things like this. And that's what they were looking at at the Star Wars games. And they shouldn't have been looking at that with the Star Wars games. Because one, Lucasfilm probably wouldn't like that because they wouldn't reap any of those benefits. I'm sure they'd get a percentage just because it's their franchise. And two, that's not what a single player RPG is about, okay? That's not what, what people aren't buying a Star Wars RPG single player game and are going to end up buying skins and all this other bullshit, okay? That's not what that game's about. EA should have known that going in and not close the studio and cancel now probably two games for the same reason. They're, they they did respond to all this because, you know, people are upset because it, it's bullshit that, again, we're, we're going another year without a Star Wars game. But their official response is this. There's been speculation overnight about one of our Star Wars projects. As a natural part of the creative process, the great work by our team in Vancouver continues and will evolve into future Star Wars content and games. We're fully committed to make more Star Wars games. We're very excited about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order from Respawn, and we'll share more about our new projects when the time is right. So yes, this year we're still getting a Star Wars game. The Star Wars 
Jedi Fallen Order from Respawn. We don't know what that game is or what's it, what it's about. We haven't seen anything about it since it was announced. But it, it's ridiculous. And Kotaku had some sources saying that the canceled Star Wars game was codenamed Orca, has been replaced with a smaller scale Star Wars project at EA Vancouver. Apparently, Orca was reportedly deemed, this is all according to Kotaku, too long a project for EA's current development roadmap. The new smaller game is apparently tentatively scheduled for late 2020. Kotaku also indicates that some EA Vancouver workers have hope Orca will re-enter development after the new game is completed. So, I, 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 don't, I, I don't get it. What, EA, they have Anthem coming out, which is a huge game. In, in in terms of like open world and and things like that, why 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 is the Star Wars one getting this scrutiny? I, I don't I, I just I'm 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 frustrated. I'm angry. I, I think Disney and Lucasfilm, if they were smart, would find a way to maybe back out of the exclusivity deal. Still allow EA to make games because EA can make great games. I'm not I'm not saying that, but maybe. Find a way to allow other studios to make games. And it might be best for the community. It might be best for the brand. Yes, it might hurt them financially to break a contract. That's not a, a smart or easy thing to do. But in the long run, it might turn out to be a, a better thing. And, and that's all I'll say on that matter. Because it's not worth getting all heated and, and, and things about it when I have other things to talk about. And I just, again, I'm, I'm frustrated and upset. And, and as a, a Star Wars fan, it's upsetting that we still have to wait so long for another Star Wars game, especially after only getting two Battlefronts when we could have been having an awesome RPG experience in the meantime. But on, on to TV news. So, I uh, got some news out of Netflix. Most of it not great. Netflix will be raising their prices between 13 and 18%. I don't know if anyone has a standard definition Netflix subscription anymore. I'm pretty sure at this point most people probably have the HD subscription, and it's going from $11 to $13 a month. The 4K subscription is also going up to $18 a month. So, hey, that's what happens, right? As costs continue to rise across the board everywhere for everyone. And on top of that, they're all, oh, here, here's a thought. Maybe Netflix shouldn't dump so much money into content when most people don't watch all of it, and sometimes it's hit or miss. Case in point, the Cloverfield Paradox. Anyway, in something that probably won't suck and will be awesome on Netflix, they are announced a new Office comedy with Steve Carell and the creator of The Office for a show based around the potential seventh branch of the military, the Space Force. That sounds awesome. I think they're going to start filming this year. I cannot fucking wait for that. Yeah, no, that that's that should be great. Expect that to be awesome. And uh, on top of that, this is ridiculous fucking Fortnite, as always. Netflix considers Fortnite bigger competition than HBO. See? That $2.4 fucking billion, all these bullshit people playing Fortnite, they don't have time to watch Netflix. See? This is why our costs are going up. Nobody's watching Netflix. They're playing fucking Fortnite and doing bullshit. Assholes. That's what they are. See, now they're causing my Netflix subscription to go up, so fuck them all, right? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Very respectable people play Fortnite. That's your prerogative, but you're affecting my Netflix now, so I'm even more angry. What is this? CBS All Access is working, already working on a Star Trek Discovery spinoff. It's going to star Michelle Yeoh, who was already Captain Georgiou on the first season. Uh, no word on if it's going to be 
her mirror universe counterpart or the original Captain Georgiou. No word on that yet. Was this uh, Broken Lizard? The guys from Broken Lizard, um, the ones who play Farva and Mac in Super Troopers, are going to be on a new show called Tacoma FD on True TV, where they play firemen. That show's probably going to be hilarious. Those two guys are some of the funniest in Broken Lizard. News out of the Arrowverse. Kelsey Grammer is going to be involved with the 150th episode in a couple weeks. And it's going to be... Uh, he's narrating the episode. And the episode is being presented as a documentary. The Rise of Vigilantes and their effect on Star City. So it's it's going to be like a, a bit of a, a tongue-in-cheek almost. So it's not really an episode of Arrow, but more a documentary about Oliver Queen and it's going to have like behind the scenes footage and things like that but in reality it's just going to be real behind the scenes footage from filming the show so that's cool especially that Kelsey Grammer's involved because he's awesome before we get into True Detective let's talk about Manifest for a second love this show like I said though I, I don't know how this show will sustain long term you can't drag a show out like that for too long because people will get bored especially in in today where people have no patience or attention spans. But yeah, in, in the most recent episode, the captain of the plane decided he figured out that some weird kind of negative lightning storm had struck and appeared out of nowhere and caused the hit the plane, and that's what caused him to go to the future. So he goes nutso and ends up kidnapping a, a central character to the show right now, this doctor who was on the plane, but her research was being used. Her crazy, ridiculous research about being able to connect human minds together via like telepathy was being used on the passengers in the future after they landed the captain stole her stole a plane and went off into a storm thinking that there might be negative lightning they portray it like because he stole a plane and this is all in new york that he was shot down i don't know about that per se but now that they've stolen or killed off potentially or sent to the future two central characters I really don't know how this show can go for a second season. I hope they tie this up in the first season and, and figure something else out. But I, I, I'd be really disappointed in this show if they drag it out into something where it doesn't need to be dragged out. And that's that's not going to be a good thing. Because you'll, you'll lose viewers like, like, like that, baby. Like, instantly. But let's talk about True Detective, HBO's new big show. Obviously, it's the third season. Every season, it's an anthology format show. You know, every season is, is something different. And this season takes uh, takes place across three different time periods, all starring Mahershala Ali as a detective. And, and I just want to say, spoilers start now. Okay, this is spoilers. We're going to be talking about the episode, the plot of the episode. Just a fair warning, spoilers start now for True Detective episode one. If you don't want to listen, the podcast resumes at 30 minutes and 17 seconds. So so just skip ahead. Any, anyway, it takes place in 1980, 1990, and then 2015, I think, is what the, the modern timeline is. But it's about, it's about two kids that go missing. And it, there's somewhat of a, I wouldn't say supernatural vibe, but there's some creepy shit going on. I mean, it is true detective, so that makes sense. But th this is, so two kids go riding their bikes, leave their dad, and they never come home. And while they're riding through town, they get stared at really oddly by different residents in the town. There's teenagers in a purple Volkswagen bug. There's a couple, I guess, parents around town that know who they are. 
and all these kids hang out at this abandoned like watchtower in a park. So, a couple hours roll by, we're introduced to Mahershala Ali's character and his partner, that are they're two cops. They get the call to go see this father. Two kids are missing. So they start investigating. Obviously, the whole town is, is shook. They uh, all searches are called. Mahershala Ali meets this teacher who knew the kids. Turns out, based off the other timelines, that she actually ends up becoming his wife. She's an author, and she wrote a book about the crime. And the the way the story's presented is in the modern timeline. Mahershala Ali's character is being interviewed for like a true crime documentary type show. And they ask him about the crime and what he remembers. And then we also cut to 10 years later in 1990 when he's being interviewed by the like state attorney or, or city attorney or something like that because the case has been reopened. And as we get closer and closer to the end of the episode, things start to turn up really odd. The wife and the father, the mother and father are separated of the children the uncle of the children might be a pedophile and a creeper. And we're presented with a couple different things of who might be involved. Is it the teenagers who killed, who took the kids? Is it the uncle? Is the uncle involved? Is the mother involved? Because she seems to be a, a alcoholic down on her luck. And as we come to a close on the first episode, the little girl has not been found. The little boy is found not far from the park, dead in a cave with his hands like put in a prayer motion. And you're led down all these different paths to follow, you should, like different strings to tug at, because it's true detective. They want to make you think. And the second episode was available to stream as well. I don't want to talk about that because that was this weekend, so we'll talk about it next week. We'll always go a week after because give time to watch. I, I guess I, I should preface with, I, I don't want to get too far ahead because then we'll lose people and I don't want to, I want to be quick so it's it's fresh on everyone's minds. But that's, that's how episode one played out. It'll be interesting to see how the rest of the season plays out because it's 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 going in ways I didn't expect and, and some other things. We'll get into that next week when we talk about episode two. But that's it for TV. That was True Detective. Hopefully everyone likes it. I, I did not like the first season. It put me to sleep. I thought it was too slow. Loved the second season, which I know a lot of people didn't like. But but that's it. Let's Let's talk about movies. So couple of trailers this week, the biggest of which was Spider-Man Far From Home. We finally got our first look at Mysterio, an idea about the villains. Looks like it's going to take place in Europe for most of the movie. Nick Fury is back. And there's been this ridiculous theory running around because of some words that are said and a character missing. And a lot of people seem to think that Tony Stark, this confirms that Tony Stark dies in Avengers Endgame because it's confirmed that Far From Home takes place pretty much immediately after Avengers Endgame. Because Happy, played by Jon Favreau, says to him, you're all alone now, and what is this? You're, uh, you're all alone now, and there's mentions that, uh, you know, he's got this, like, sad face when he looks at his costume when he's packing to go to Europe, and, and these other ridiculous things. And apparently that means Tony Stark dies. Like, th this movie is six months away from coming out. This is a... a a teaser trailer at that and people don't focus on Mysterio or the villains but they focus that Tony Stark is dead get the fuck out of here with this bullshit people are insane nowadays the internet just runs wild with ridiculous theories Un unreal unreal just because he had a small part in 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 homecoming 
and now he's not in Far From Home, it automatically means he's gone. Like, clearly people, like, I know Disney and them aren't, and Marvel aren't trying to spoil what happens in Endgame, but at the same time, we now have evidence and know that they use trailers to deceive us and purposely put things in the trailer that will play out differently than how it does in the movie. Case in point, the stones that were in Thanos' hand when him and Cap fight in Wakanda do not match up with what it looks like in the movie, that what it does in the trailer. Also, Thor Ragnarok, there are scenes in the trailer that show him with both of his eyes when in reality he had an eye knocked out, an eye knocked out by Hela. This is ridiculous, but I will say this. Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio looks awesome, and he's going to have his globe helmet, which is hilarious. So there's that. We also got a trailer for John Wick 3, which is officially called John Wick Parabellum, and it's awesome. It's set to this old, I think it's either Dean Martin or Frank Sinatra song, and it's essentially uh, essentially him against the world, and you really get that in the the trailer, and I'm excited. Can't wait. So um, that's it for trailers, though. Those are two pretty big trailers. Some announcements, though. Uncharted, the Uncharted movie, which is going to star Tom Holland. I still don't understand why they're doing Young Drake. Lost its director recently, but now uh, director of 10 Cloverfield Lane is actually stepping in. They they hope to start filming by the end of the year. I'm sure we'll get some, some good looks at that. As long as they find a good Sully, I will be happy. Mission Impossible announced that it is going to film its next two sequels back to back, which I'm guessing will start sometime next year because tom cruise is currently filming the sequel to top gun which was recently delayed and it turns out christopher mcquarrie actually turned down dc to film the next two mission impossibles which are rumored alec baldwin and henry cavill could be back in like flashback scenes but that doesn't make any sense because we were only recently introduced to henry cavill's character and it's a shame that they killed off Alec Baldwin's character, only two movies in. That was really upsetting. I liked him in those movies. An official announcement that Danny Glover, Danny DeVito, and Aquafina are joining Jumanji 3, or Welcome to the Jungle 2. I will have more connection to the original film, and what I still don't understand is how this movie is coming out December of this year. Like, I, I The Rock is supposed to star, uh, same with the, the, the cast of, of Welcome to the Jungle, that man, that man has no time off. I don't, I do not understand. There's not enough hours in the day for how much movies or stuff he has to do, like ballers, other movies. This, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know where, where it comes from. I don't know. Uh, Kevin Hart is going to be in a Monopoly movie for Hasbro. Like, didn't they get the message that the Battleship movie sucked? How are you going to make a Monopoly movie? It's literally about greed and buying property and trying to become a one percenter like that's not gonna fit in today's society it's just not people are not gonna be about that just not not at all fantastic beasts 3 has delayed filming from to from july of this year to late 2019 apparently there's more pre-production that needs to be done that's necessary i i i don't like i thought this was all planned out i don't understand what they missed that needs to be done Oh, maybe the fact that people are souring on the story, so they need to change and fix things up, brighten it up, excite it, make it more exciting. I don't know. Robert Zemeckis is going to be remaking The Witches and looking to cast Anne Hathaway in the lead role as the main witch. That's a really cool movie. Uh, It's 
kind of got a cult status. The original stars Angelica Houston. It's about this grandmother who takes her grandson on vacation only for all the little boys to be turned into mice. Really cool. I like it. Back in the 90s, early 90s, late 80s, I think. But yeah. And then out of nowhere, a Ghostbusters sequel was announced and then a teaser trailer that dropped the next day. So this is going to be ignoring the... Uh, this is going to be ignoring the Paul Fag all-female version of the Ghostbusters that came out a couple years ago, which was mediocre at best. Leslie Jones freaked out, and I, I think it was a little ridiculous for her to freak out. I mean, this this that movie did not f- uh, connect to the originals in any way, shape, or form. Most people did not like the story or how it played out. She had this ridiculously ridiculous explosion on Twitter over this the announcement of this one, like saying like "fuck me" and "fuck the cast," and went on this like rant against misogyny. And I, I think it was misplaced. I, I get what she's trying to say, one hundred percent. But if that movie had done better and had somewhat of a connection to the original films, then I, I could understand her frustration. But it does not. And this movie is going to be technically will be officially Ghostbusters three. It's going to be directed by Jason Reitman, who is actually the son of Ivan Reitman, who directed the first two. Dan Aykroyd is is involved. No word yet on if Ernie Hudson or if they can get Bill Murray to even make a cameo. Uh, right now, there's actually a, a really strong rumor that it will be the main cast will consist of four teenagers, two boys, two girls, as a kind of like passing on the torch to a new generation of Ghostbusters. But again, that's all rumor and speculation right now. No official announcement. That movie is supposed to come out next year. And I, I want to talk about some other stuff because I, I want to talk about this DC stuff at the end, I guess. Uh, Rob Liefeld, the creator of Deadpool, actually announced a new Marvel character called Major X. And it's this ridiculous looking character. He almost looks like Deadpool if Deadpool had like a arc reactor in his chest and wore a helmet. Uh, it's called, yeah, Major X, and uh, the first issue is due out in April. Apparently, he's been working on this character for 25 years, illustrating the first issue himself. Good to have Rob Liefeld back. I think that's how you say, him, say his name. Uh, he says that Major X comes from a different plane of existence called the Existence, a safe haven for mutants. Existence is suddenly threatened and terrorized, and this, and his home is taken from him, arriving in the X-Men continuity. And they become his first target. And this is also, he makes the jump in a last-ditch effort to try and save his home and arrives in armor Marvel X-Men continuity, said Liefeld. Uh, this is all for my GN. But the first jump didn't quite land him where he needed to go, so it was pretty exciting to put him in 1991, somewhere between New Mutants 98 and X-Force 1. I'm literally riding the Cable and the Deadpool and the Shatterstar of my youth. By the conclusion of the miniseries, Major X will catch up to modern-day Marvel continuity. This has been a very long time coming, said Liefeld. I did a two and a half years on New Mutants and X-Force, and we had a great time. But like anybody, you have stories you didn't get to tell. This is a pretty big one. Major X is a pretty giant undertaking. So, the cover you can find online. Still don't know what his power set is or anything like that, but definitely going to encounter Deadpool, Wolverine, and all that. Look for that in April and June. Going to be an awesome miniseries. So we'll we'll see how that plays out. Pretty ridiculous looking character. If it turns out to be another version of Wade, I won't be surprised. A while back, there were rumors that two companies were in the running to buy GameStop. And it looks like that is true. 
and it looks like that is expected to be finalized sometime in the next month. Apparently, this this is, again, according to IGN, following the retailer's report of a third quarter loss over $488 million in November last year, it seems like the company might be getting a much-needed helping hand with rumors of a buyout expected to be completely completed by the end of February. According to the Wall Street Journal, two companies are currently vying over the High Street Store, Sycamore Partners, and Apollo Global Management. None of them agreed to comment, so we could be getting a new owner of GameStop and ThinkGeek, don't forget about that, which could fundamentally change how it works or not. Who knows? We don't know anything because they're being very secretive and, and quiet. They don't have to um, they don't have to necessarily talk about it. I mean, this is corporate America. Got lootware for December. Uh, pretty awesome, actually. This awesome Dungeon and Dungeons and Dragons shirt, a uh, long sleeve. And on the back, it's almost like a jersey shirt. It says crit 20. So like when you roll a uh, 20 and you can get a critical hit. And then an amazing diehard t-shirt. It says, welcome to the party, pal. And it has him. It has like a gingerbread character dressed as John McClane. And he's kind of like repelling off the top of a Christmas tree like John McClane did off the top of the Nakatomi Plaza building. But that's loot wear, the two shirts. And then one more thing before I get into DC. Machinima, which, uh, end of an era, folks. Machinima was the go-to place on YouTube for gaming content by all types of creators and in and, and a lot of different mediums. And Machinima is dead as we know it. The page was quietly made private yesterday, and it's it's really, really, really unfortunate that this happened. Uh, they're owned by, called Otter Media, which is owned by AT&T, and, sorry, Otter Media was owned by Warner Brothers, who took over AT, uh, uh, who was taken over by AT&T last year, and it, it's just unfortunate that it, it, it's just all that stuff was removed and taken down. It's like, why can't they leave it up? There, maybe something happened in the merger, but for no explanation, they said a lot of machinima type content is going to be moved moved to other places and things like that but but that that's it's 10 years almost of of gaming content that will now be lost to the world because they made it all private on the channel what was once a public channel with millions upon millions of views is now private and and it wasn't just youtube they actually produced tv shows there was a, a transformer show they were involved in one of the halo productions and, and Sonic and things like that. And, and, and now it's just gone. All gone. And, and, and it's unfortunate. But hey, that's the nature of the business, folks. It's, it's just a little ridiculous that it was all made private. I digress. To, to cap off today's show, I just want to talk about the DC Universe uh, real quick. I, I, I just want to do a quick roundup of, of news and things like this. Um, right now it's being heavily rumored that Penguin is going to be the main antagonist of Matt Reeves' Batman, which is expected to begin filming later this year. Who knows? Maybe Josh Gad got the part. <laughs> uh, no word yet on who's actually playing Batman. Uh, the Blue Beetle movie that was announced, which killed uh, Greg Berlanti's Blue Beetle-Booster Gold team-up, will actually have Booster Gold in, in some capacity in the film, but fuck Booster Gold. Asshole from the future fucks everything up. Case in point, the current uh, uh, Heroes in Crisis crisis plaguing the DC Comics. Apparently the Shazam costume cost $1 million each to make, just based off man hours and, and everything like that. And they made 10 of them. So it's a muscle suit, not a big one, because most of that is 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 um, 
I don't want to say Zachary Levi because that's not his name, but what's, uh, why can't I, I think of his name right now? Wait, no, it is Zachary Levi. I'm confusing with Zachary Kinto, who plays Spock. Anyway, um, it's, those are his muscles, but it's, it's like somewhat of a muscle suit. It's got 3D printed, like, lines on it. The lightning bolt in the middle lights up. There's a battery pack on the back. It, it, it's all like a ridiculous suit. $10 million just to the suit. That's awesome, if you ask me, though. So, whatever. Um, and then Ava DuVernay, who is working on the New Gods movie. Apparently, it, it's going to be focused on Mr. Miracle and Big Barda, who are a couple and married, it, with Granny Goodness and her Furies as the main villains. So, not it's not going to be about the struggle between High Father and Dark Side, but actually about Mr. Miracle and Big Barda, which actually makes way more sense because... If you've been following comics at all, there was actually a recent series about Mr. Miracle that was considered one of the best things to come out of DC in a while. And if you don't know about the New Gods, they exist in the fourth realm. They were created by Jack Kirby when he worked at DC. And there's the two planets. There's New Genesis and Apocalypse. Apocalypse ruled by Darkseid. New Genesis ruled by High Father. They were at war forever. And they ended up trading their sons to to quell the peace. Mr. Miracle was the son of, of the High Father and was imprisoned and tortured on on Apocalypse. And Darkseid's son, Orion, was left with new father, uh, the High Father on New Genesis and became a hero who despised his father. But anyway, Mr. Miracle, uh, Scott Free is his name, was a character who could essentially get himself out of every situation and, and imprisonment, almost like Houdini. And he ended up meeting Big Barda, who was one of the Furies, and Granny Goodness, who are pretty much the enforcers of Darkseid on the planet. They end up getting married and escape to Earth and become heroes. But but that that's in the comics, so I'm sure they'll they'll follow some sort of track if this turns out to be true. But if if you ask me, if any actress is perfect for Big Barda, I think it would be Gina Carano. Big Barda is supposed to be a large, imposing figure, um, very strong. Uh, like on on Wonder Woman's level and 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 beautiful at the same time, comics you know. But I I think Gina Carano would be perfect. She's an imposing figure. She was in uh, the U, U, UFC as a fighter and things like that. You know, she's in the Deadpool movie. She helps. Um, I forget what her name was in that, but she she's uh the one of the villains in that movie, and uh, she was Francis's right hand woman. Uh, she was in one of the Fast and Furious movies, but. I, th- I think she'd be perfect as Big Barda. Uh, that's just my take on it. But to, to kind of close out really here is the news that the DC Universe, DC Extended Universe, as it's been come to called by the fans, is, is pretty much dead as we know it. And this came, this was reported pretty much everywhere, but the head of Warner Brothers came out and said, uh, to- Toby, Toby Emmerich said that the studio has turned a corner uh, this was on the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, essentially, first broke this story, but we all feel like we've turned a corner now. We're playing by the DC playbook, which is very different from the Marvel playbook. We are far less focused on a shared universe. We take it one movie at a time. He added that each film is its own equation and own creative entity. Obviously, this is right after Aquaman hit a billion dollars at the global box office and became their most profitable DCEU film, but. Uh, th- this is sad to me. It's unfortunate that it's they're kind of moving away from the shared universe. Ultimately, that could be uh, turn out to be a good thing. And granted, the films are still connected in in some way, shape, or form. You know, this Aquaman 
makes reference to Justice League and things like that. And, and he knows them and mentions them. Wonder Woman 1984, I'm sure, will have some connection or, or thread to pull on. And I, I just, I'm very upset by this because I was hoping we'd get a Justice League 2, which could still happen, okay? there's And look, Shazam's coming out, and there's a, 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 like a, a shit ton of reference, references to Batman and Superman and, and other heroes. I mean, hell, he, there's a Batarang from Batfleck, there's a news clipping about Superman. Um, the one kid is is wearing an Aquaman t-shirt. Like, there's no doubt that there's connection to the greater universe at, at hand. And we don't know if we're getting a another Superman movie at this point. The Flash movie is still happening with Ezra Miller. And ultimately, I, I think there's a Cyborg movie coming. I, I don't know. But... I mean, th- this could, and we don't know what's going on with Batman. It's supposed to be part of the universe. It might not be. We we don't know. We don't know at this point. And we have the Joker movie that's a standalone coming. Oh, and and I totally forgot about the Harley, Qu- uh, the Birds of Prey movie, Harley Quinn movie too. That is a uh, a continuation of Suicide Squad and Suicide Squad two. So there there's part of this universe. And part of it isn't. And I'm guessing they're going to go the route that's more like how Wonder Woman went and Aquaman. Where there's just a fleeting mention of it. And it will allow themselves to... They won't be backed into a corner like sometimes Marvel has done. Where they, they have to have these interconnecting threads. And the the one thing I will say about this is the comics are kind of like this too. With DC Comics. They're not... They're connected but tangentially. It's not like the Marvel comics where everyone's always bumping into each other at all times. Mainly because, for some reason, everyone hangs out in New York or San Francisco. Whereas with DC, every hero is in their own city doing their own thing for 90% of the time, I would say. Except when you're in the Justice League, if you're reading the Justice League book, or you're reading the crises and things like that. But for the most part, they live and exist in their own little cities, in their own little worlds. And sometimes other heroes will stop by. And while... It's unfortunate that they're not in a shared universe. We get that on the Arrowverse in in some form or fashion, at least. And DC has all their shows, which they've been excelling at. So I'm just I'm just really upset because I I, I was really hoping we would get a, a a Justice League two at some point soon and not too far away that would bring in Darkseid and all that. And I don't know I don't know. It's just the writing was on the wall though with with the fact that Batman vs Superman. Suicide Squad and then Justice League just didn't do well critically and of course teetered off financially towards the end. Batman vs Superman and Justice League both made sorry, Batman vs Superman and Suicide Squad both made a lot of money whereas uh, Justice League while did did better critically did not do well financially for what they wanted. I mean it made money, it just didn't do it didn't do a whole lot. And with Aquaman making a billion dollars and now just blowing everything out of the water, <laughs> no pun intended, it's it just a sad story to tell there. And and I, I don't know. It's unfortunate. And you could tell there was a... And, and you know, they, they also put out this story like, oh, our stuff is director-focused, blah, blah, blah. And, and it, that's not true, though, because there was all these reports of, of meddling and, and their hands involved and things like that in in the other movies. So, what was this? Justice League made 657 worldwide, which was less than Man of Steel, the movie that kicked it all off. 
and Justice League only made $220 million, which is kind of sad as Aquaman gets closer and closer to Suicide Squad's total. But it, it, it's, I, I don't know. I really don't know what to say. We'll see what happens with, with Shazam and, and how well that does in April. But look, I'm all for them giving directors creative license and telling the story they want to tell, but ultimately still have it grounded in that universe. What I what is the, I are they still making the Deathstroke movie? I, I think so. I I don't know what to believe anymore, really, and it's just it's sad. It really is that that Marvel has had all this success, some of it overblown and 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 overboard in in my opinion, in this host's opinion. But I I think. I think this could be a good thing for DC. Ultimately, I'm I'm very upset by it right now. I just want a Justice League two with Darkseid. That that's all I really want. Ultimately, at the end of the day, and maybe this will help us get there, and uh, maybe it won't. But if anything, maybe a, a Man of Steel two with with Darkseid or a World's Finest movie with Darkseid. I'll I'll take any of those. Really, I just I just want Darkseid on screen. At, at this point, because he's way fucking cooler than Thanos. But that's the breaks in life, folks. You know, we don't have control over those things. We're not uh, major stakeholders in the film industry. But that's it for Nick's Nerd News today. Thank you for listening. Uh, like I said at the top of the episode, my website is now live, nicksnerdnews.com. Go there for all of your Nick's Nerd News-related everything. <laughs> uh, links to all my social, all the social medias for the page. Uh, there's actually links for my personal social media as well, if you want to follow me there. And links to the show on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, and a, a whole lot of other stuff. And and uh, I actually posted something I wrote a while back. It was a review of Halo 5 that I did that was never ultimately published. Granted, it's it's four years after, uh, three and a half years after the fact at this point. But yeah, and uh, some other stuff's going to be up there soon, like my... What I expect for 2019 in gaming, TV, and movies. Nice little piece I wrote there. That's going to be up soon. And uh, maybe some some published works by by some of Nick's Nerd News' friends. And uh, friends of the program, I should say. That came off weird how I said that. But as always, uh, fuck the haters, right? You do you. Be your own person. Don't let anyone get you down or get in your way or let others' opinions of, of, of you get in, in your head and, and mess you up. I'll catch you guys on the flip side.